Sit back, take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression Sit back, take a listen to this lesson about how we turn Pain to progression, pain to progression Bank statement at the bank statement, now they think I'm flexing right Take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression This is that, pain to progression, right? Welcome to another episode of Pain to Progression with Regis Arzu. Money management for the rest of us. Who's the rest of us? If you've been charged by the banks and had to restructure your money because you didn't expect the bank to charge you for something, you are the rest of us. And remember how frustrating it is and was when you lost that $35 that was supposed to go to your groceries? Hopefully this episode will help you avoid situations like that. I got you. So today is when we get our mind right, and I tried to help clarify a few financial things that just don't work out for us in this world or country. And I also help you understand what they know and how to use this information to our advantage. Okay, I know that sounds super broad, so let me be more specific. Today, I want to talk to you about the secrets banks don't want you to know. Well, okay, maybe they're not secrets, but it's information that a lot of you may not know that I feel can help you financially. I've been working in the banking industry for up to 15 plus years, and I've learned a lot of things through the years. Now, obviously there's a lot of good that banks can do for you, so I don't want you to think that all banks are bad. But my objective here is to let you know some of the rules that they have to abide by because knowledge is power, and knowing some of these things can help you save money. And to be honest, some of these banks have grown a really bad reputation for taking advantage of you, Wells Fargo. And to be clear, Wells Fargo is not the only one that has done those negative practices that got them into trouble. They're just the ones that got caught over and over and over again. So I was thinking, what are three things that I can tell you that you may not know about these banks that can really help you when it comes to maneuvering through the banking system? And the three things I came up with are that bank branch jobs are all sales positions, banks make a lot of money through fees, and optional overdraft protection. All right, guys, let's jump in. So bank jobs are all sales positions. Now, this concept may seem simple to you and not malicious. When in hindsight, it's really not. But this concept affects you drastically because when it comes to sales, The outcome can either be good or bad for the customer while the seller typically always wins. And my objective here is to help you understand how things can be bad for you while taking this information into consideration. Now, with sales positions, the seller controls the outcome of the transaction for the customer. Okay, let me start from the beginning. I will say that I've hired more than 50 to 70 plus employees when I used to manage the branches. And even before that, I actually worked every position in a branch. When I used to interview people, I used to tell them that this was a sales position and their expectation would be to sell products. And by products, I meant checking accounts, savings accounts, credit cards, lines of credits, direct deposits, and pretty much anything you can think of that a branch offers. And an employee was expected to sell those. And when they weren't selling it, they were supposed to refer the customer to the customer service rep and the customer service rep was supposed to open the accounts. Once again, I want to clarify, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think you as the customer should know that when you're being recommended something in a branch, 
The intent is to sell you a product because that is their job. Now, really good sellers only sell products that they feel their customers need. But like everything, everyone is not good. And their reasons for getting you into these products you don't need are for two main reasons. Either because they are not hitting their goals, which most employees have, and they could lose their jobs if they don't hit their goals. So by any means necessary, they feel they have to sell you products you don't need to keep their jobs. It's either you or them, and they choose them all the time. The other reason is because banks pay incentive for people to sell products. When I was in a branch, I used to get paid extra as bonuses depending on the product I sold. So for example, for new accounts, I got $10 for each account that was opened. And for credit cards, I got $5 for each application that was done, even if they didn't get approved. Do you want to guess how much I was making a month on top of my check? I'll tell you, I was making around two dollars to $3,000 a month. That's a lot, right? Now I want to disclose again. That's not every banker that is out there selling you products you don't need. And not every institution pays incentive to sell products. But it is a common practice in financial industries. And it's something that I want you to look out for. Now, I was good at my job because I created connections with customers and sold them products that they really needed. But best believe, there were coworkers that found someone to convince to buy something they didn't need. And I saw a few of those in my, my time. Have you ever been in a bank and the teller recommended that you apply for a credit card? or a checking account. It could be that they want to let you know that you qualify to apply and they're just doing their job by letting you know. Or it could be that they're trying to get paid an extra $5, for example, by pulling your credit and lowering your credit score. At the end of the day, it's not the practice that I want you to be more concerned about than knowing that they may be a negative intent behind them selling you a product. So I want you to only accept a product that completely makes sense for you and before you sign up for it, do your investigation. Don't just sign up for it because someone thought it was good for you. By knowing this information, you'll know to keep your guard up when someone tries to sell you a product at a branch, and it'll save you from having your credit pulled and going down. So I know this bank that was selling this checking account to everyone, and they were only telling everyone about the benefits of the account. So they opened quite a few accounts. But then the next month, a whole bunch of people started closing their accounts because they didn't know about the fees that came with those accounts. That is why I want you to always take your time before you say yes. I recommend you practice giving a fast no and a slow yes instead of the opposite. Okay, let's talk about bank fees. Banks make a good chunk of money from fees. According to Forbes, in 2019, big banks pocketed more than $11 billion from customers just like me and you in NSF fees, which means non-sufficient funds fee. Let me explain that a little more. You and I were charged up to $11 billion in fees because we didn't have enough money in our account. We had insufficient amount, so they charged us a fee on top of that. And that's $11 billion. It increased by $130 million from the year before and they predict it will increase even more next year. And just an FYI, according to the article, Chase, Wells Fargo, and Bank of America was at the top of their list. And that was just in NSF fees. An article from LendingTree stated that banks make about $896 billion in fees in total. Okay, so let's talk about those fees. The biggest ones is NSF fees, which we spoke about. The next big one is ATM fees, and then you have a minimum balance fee, 
there's debit card fees, paper statement fees, and so on and so on. If you want to see the fees that your bank charges, go to your bank's website and type in the search field, fee schedule. Now those top three banks that I talked about have about three to five pages worth of fees that they charge. Now, let me talk a little bit more about the minimum balance fee, which means that if you have a balance less than the minimum amount that they want you to have, you will be charged a monthly fee. Now, the ATM fees means that you will be charged a fee if you use the ATM outside of their network, especially if you don't have a certain amount in your account. Now, there's typically always a way to avoid these fees. And for the big banks, most of the way to avoid the fees is by having a lot of money in your account. I work at a bank that would waive any fees if you had a total of $10,000 in deposit. So what can you conclude from this? It's that the majority of these fees come from poor people that can't afford to keep $10,000 or more in their bank. Whether it's because you didn't have enough in your bank account, or whether it's because you didn't do the investigation to see what fees come out of your account, at the end of the day, those fees you get charged gets added to their bottom line. And a big chunk of it comes from poor people that don't challenge those fees. When was the last time you looked at your bank statement? So the question is, what can you do to avoid those fees? The first thing I would do is, like I mentioned earlier, look at your fee schedule and see where your bank charges you. And also look into when you've been charged in the past and see what you can do to avoid it next time. Now, if you can't avoid it because, for example, you can't afford the minimum balance. Close your account and move it elsewhere. Believe it or not, by law, banks are supposed to offer a fully free account, but big banks won't promote them. You don't owe them any loyalty because they have no loyalty to you. The other thing you can do to avoid the fees is to make sure you are banking with an institution that does not charge fees. Previously, that was hard to do because big banks pretty much ran the industry, but now that's not the case anymore. Online banks are becoming the norm, and most of them are free. So are credit unions. So go to an account that's 100% free and bank there. And the last thing, which is cheesy, is to create your budget. Non-sufficient funds fees come out when you don't have enough in your account to pay a bill. And I've seen a lot of you get charged just because you didn't pay attention to your account. And you didn't know that the electricity bill, for example, was going to come out on the 3rd. So when it comes out, you get charged that extra $35 fee that you can't afford. So create a budget and make sure that there's always enough money for your bills in your account. Pay close attention to your account and try really hard to avoid those fees. We'll talk more about NSF later, but I want you to understand that you are being targeted because you don't have a lot of money. And if your bank is targeting you for that reason, leave them. There is a bank out there that will treat you right. And the last thing I want to talk about is optional overdraft ATM and debit card protection. Probably never heard of this before, and yet you've probably been a victim of it over and over again. Okay, where do I start explaining this? Um, if you had a choice, would you rather your debit card be declined if you don't have enough in your account to make a purchase to avoid any fees? Or would you rather let it go through and get charged an extra $35 on top of that charge if you don't have enough money in your account? Now, I'm assuming most of you would rather let the card decline. Of course, because why would you want to charge a fee if you're swiped your card by mistake, especially if you purchase something for a dollar and you had nothing in your account. So that dollar will come out and you will be charged an extra NSF fee on top of that. That's crazy, right? And that's something you wouldn't want, right? 
Now, how many of you know that you have the right to opt in or opt out of what your bank does when it comes to those fees? And on top of that, how many of you know that you have chosen to accept it when the bank opened your account and you signed a paper to allow this to happen? To clarify, you chose to allow your debit card to go through and be more negative and accept any fees that come with it when you could have declined it? Once again, this is a connection to the non-sufficient funds fee and it's a big money maker for banks. Some reps receive an incentive to sell you this product without you actually knowing that you've been sold it. I hope some of you are like, seriously? So to clarify a little bit more, this is something you have to opt in. So to find out if you're opted in, you have to call your bank and ask them if you're opted in and ask them if you have that overdraft protection on your debit card. Please do this as soon as you get a chance. And if you're opted in, you have the option to opt out. So tell them that you don't want this product anymore. And you can cancel it through online banking or they can send you paper to cancel it. So please do it as soon as possible. Now, let me explain how it works and how it's sold to you without you knowing that you agreed to it. So the way it works is that if you don't have enough in your account and you swipe your debit card, it will decline the purchase. And even if you do get charged for the item, you won't get an NSF fee. Now, when you opt in, you're accepting that your debit card will go through for any transaction, even if you don't have enough in your account. So let's say if you have zero and you swipe your card by mistake to buy, let's say a slice of pizza, because you didn't remember how much you had in your account. Or even let's say if you had automatic withdrawals that was attached to your debit card and you forgot it was supposed to come out of your account and you didn't have enough, it would pay whatever that charge is and then charge you a $35 fee on top of that. So the next question is, how are you sold this product without you even knowing that you're agreed and signed to allow it? There's two ways. So the first of which is that they pass you a paper without telling you what the paper was and had the opt-in box automatically checked. And when you signed, you agreed without even knowing. The second way is that they sold it to you as a positive thing. Okay, I'm going to show you right now exactly how this pitch sounds and how it's done and how you end up saying, okay, without even knowing what you agreed to. Okay, so the scenario is you're in front of the banker and he gets to the part where he wants to opt you in. And this is what the conversation sounds like. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna be in my acting zone. Okay, Mr. Johnson, I'm going to go ahead and opt you in this overdraft protection. It's free to accept. And just like that, you typically agree because you're in a rush and you have it. Now, if you think you're one of those people that'd be like, nah, I'd probably ask more questions. Then this is what the rep would say. Of course, Mr. Johnson, I can explain that a little better. So what you're doing is opting in that in case of an emergency, if you don't have enough in your account and you're stranded, it'll allow you to use your card so you can get out of that situation. I mean, you don't want to be stuck somewhere without money, right? So this allows you to protect you and covers you in case you don't have enough. So can you sign right here, please? And then the next document is dot, dot, dot. And just like that, you move on to the next conversation and you're like, okay, I'll sign right there. Now, technically, they didn't do anything illegal because you agreed to sign it. But in this case, we have to agree that there's deception there. So I spoke to you about how to opt out with your current debit card. But how do you prevent this from ever happening if you decide to open an account one day? So first and foremost, I know you heard this before, but don't ever, 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 ever sign anything you don't understand. You have the right to ask 
as many questions as you want and the bank will not be annoyed. And to be honest, if you opt out, they'll just get the next person to opt in. And the other thing is, by law, they have to ask you if you want to opt in. So if you're about to open an account, look out for the paperwork or for the conversation that will happen. And when you hear the words like opt in or overdraft protection, those should be the red flags that make you raise your eyebrows and you want to say, no, I don't want to opt in. I want to opt out and just be very clear to them. And that will save you so much money. So to repeat, the three pieces of information that I want you to know that banks don't disclose to you are that your banker is a salesperson and part of their job is to sell you products. A big chunk of the money banks make come from fees and those fees are charged primarily to you and I, the poor. And you have to opt out of ATM or debit card overdraft protection. Knowing these things will save you so much money and help you be well informed when you're sitting in front of your banker. All right, there you go. I just dropped some more jewels on you. I know those are things that will help you one day and your child when they open their accounts. So please share this episode with anyone you know that has a bank account or plans to open an account soon. Knowledge is power. And by sharing this information, it's how we get one step closer to wealth and success as a generation. If you need any clarification on anything that I've mentioned, please email me at my pain to the number two progression at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to clarify anything I spoke about for you. Also, I would highly appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and rate my podcast. That will get this information to more people's ears. All right, guys. See you next week where I interview someone that will inspire you to be the best version of you. Hasta luego, my peeps. Sit back, take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression Sit back, take a listen to this lesson about how we turn Pain to progression, pain to progression Bank statement at the bank statement, now they think I'm flexing right Take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression This is that, pain to progression, right